every difficulty is an opportunity for healing because it proves that even though they did something so horrible, so terrible, and you stuck with them and you said, no problem, it's okay, don't worry about it, we'll get through it. Like the kid who stole the car on Friday night and bashed it up. And the parents said, you know, I care about you more than my car. And use that as an opportunity. There's so many stories. So one of the amazing stories, and the tougher they are and the more messed up they are, we've had kids steal jewelry from the, their mother's jewelry and sell it, you know. We've had so many stories that now, years later, the kids are are stable and from, and they, like, the kid, it's a different person completely. You know, it's like a totally different person. They can't believe they ever behave that way. Just today, actually, I got a text from a home sweet home kid who was so, like, far away from normal, stable, from everything, that um, he came to Home Sweet Home and he, he left from. And his daughter's bas mitzvah is, you know, is this week. It's just like unbelievable. And he has a whole from family. People can really change. In opportunities of crisis, you have the deepest healing power, not just to not mess up and to go backwards in NKN, in connection, but to actually prove that I care more about you than the neighbors, more about you than anything. So they're like very vulnerable when something like that happens and they mess up, they mess up the house or whatever it is. And the rougher and tougher people are, if the, if the person working with them, their parents or anybody is able to, to understand that and look at it as a challenge and I'm gonna rise to the task, that's when the healing happens. So there was a kid who came to our place. Our place is a drop-in center on M and 19th for about 25 years. Started by Ramesh Binnick, Zatzal, a tremendous Askin and a wonderful person, incredible man. And uh, Reb Chaim Tzvi Glantz, Reb Chaim Glantz has been running it for since the beginning. And he's, he's just a natural. He's incredible. They've had thousands upon thousands of kids that went through this drop-in center. It's op- open like 7 at night, 7 to 11, and they have food there, and they have uh, mentors there. And they've had one year, they told me, like 800 kids that registered. It's a big, big operation. Lots of therapists and lots of good guys that come, ask on them there. Then volunteers play ping pong and chess with them. There's a music room, or whatever. And this kid came, a new kid came, you know, and if you're, if you're dropped, if you're a dropout and you dropped out of school and you're off the derech, then if you can, you got to be really tough because that's that's the you know what you want to have that persona. You, you know, so not everybody is that type. But this kid was, I'm the toughest kid in the world. So Chaim went over to him and said, "Hey, Shalom Aleichem. My name is Chaim Glantz, which he's done thousands of times." And the kid went, made this huge thing in his throat and spit in his hand. I don't shake hands with effing rabbis, beeping rabbis. That was the Shalom Aleichem. Now, if someone does that dramatically thing, you could pull your hand away. This is how amazing Chaim is, tzaddik, that he didn't even pull his hand away. You'll see why. Chaim wiped his, his, uh, the, the spit out of his hand and walked away. Comes back a few minutes later, Shalom Aleichem, I'm Chaim. What's your name? Same thing again. Huge gob of spit into his hand. And he says, I don't shake hands with effing rabbis. A few minutes later, Chaim comes back to him and goes like this and shows him that he kept the kid's spit in his hand. And he looked at him and he says, I'm Chaim. What's your name? 
and the kid smirked. And it was like, he realized this guy cares about me. I can't just lose him like I lost everybody else. And he told him his name and they became very close. When you see behavior that's just unacceptable, it just means that we have to work harder to get through it. That first original thing, I would, I, even if I was, you know, planning it and I heard it on the spot, you pull your hand away. He was so like black belt material that he was able to realize that I'm going to keep it here because this is my ticket in. And you see that when they curse you, when they, when they do horrible things, they're, they're much more vulnerable to believing that you really believe in them, that you truly believe in them. I have a hundred stories to back this up. A hundred. And that's a fact. And the people who are made it to the other side will tell you it was always in those crisis situations that I proved my love in a way that I couldn't prove even, you know, in any calm situation. So, like I said, really we should pray for crisis. But uh, I'm scared to do that. But but when crisis happens, I love you more than my car. I love you more than my neighbors. Well, don't worry about it. We'll get back. We'll buy new jewelry. You're the most important person. We're with you. Nobody's going anywhere. We've never lost a kid. Never threw out a kid. There was never a kid that we said, okay, I can. Because they're just in pain. They're just in pain. Everybody wants to be accepted by mom and dad when they're fully accepted they will be back with you. So we just got to focus on that and wait for it to happen. And you'll bake your love in and they will eventually come home and settle down. And then you'll be able to see the maturity that she was talking about. This is several years. This is not a short journey. The maturity starts to, they get older and a part of their brain just becomes calm. Besides for saving them from the worst things and God forbid suicide and getting into drugs and getting into horrible stuff by feeling rejection. Besides for all of that, they start to become more normal and more settled, and then eventually they want to be like us. And they want to, they want to have a family, they get through their issues, and, and that's what we want. We want them alive. We want everybody to be alive and to be happy and to be functional, right? And to be happy with themselves. It's a long process. Whoever destroyed these kids did a, did a really good job. They really broke them from the inside. And what you're doing is saving them. So when crisis happens, that's the best time to show that I don't care about anything. I just care about you. Don't worry about it. Everything else is... And the truth is, it's true. Everything else is replaceable. Everything else is not as important as your child.